1: I tune into the HCCU Sports Lab to see my team want to love. Yeah. If they loss, love, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they want, she tell, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking yeah. talkin about. My talkin control, talkin they know what they be talking yeah. talkin about. They, they, talkin about. Yeah. Talkin they about. compress the yeah. analytic data with the hip-hop. Yeah. If you know them like I know them, they gonna tell you if your team, yeah. if they want to love, and
2: Who the
1: So listen to the Professor, uh, yes sir,
2: yes This is Dr. Ville, Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Welcome to episode 192 of Inside HBCU Sports Lab radio show and podcast. The show that's covering the sporting HBCU diaspora and all things HBCU sports institutions, large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture and HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, and Charles Bishop. Yes. Mike Washington is back stateside. Check that out. He got move. Charles Bishop with move, say. <laughs> he got Charles with his shades on. They acting up already. We are filming <laughs> from our home studios, sending a signal live to 12: 1230 AM studios and around the world like these guys really are with Texas Radio Hall of Fame Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Uh Charles, may I ask you why you have the shades on? I think I may know, but I, I need to officially make sure I understand well, well, this. Well,
3: Doc, I, I think right now, I don't know, my season, my, my future looks pretty bright. I thought I'd put these shades on. I, <laughs> I, I, I still have some leftover dipping sauce for that 60-piece bro sixty, uh, 60 piece chicken. Uh, yeah, you know. I'm having I'm, I'm, this I've I'm enjoyed this week. I got
2: different sauce. I, I, I'm enjoying things. <laughs> yeah, and well, well deserved. Well deserved. Sunday we did have a smoke for you too. So we want to let you know, even though that wasn't a classic trophy, the fact that you put a 60 piece up, yeah. uh we thought it was worthy of a smoke. So shout out to, <laughs> to I'll take it. That I'll done. take it. <laughs> With that, Mike, what about yourself?
0: oh i'm doing good au revoir merci beaucoup <laughs> fresh off the uh French riviera glad to be back i i saw some of the uh the references that mr charles was talking about with his top gun shades on but you know, <laughs> just just remember there's a new there's a new best in the west you know it is they they wear the jersey of purview a&m university they coming on strong. I see two pass going, like, but I will have to eat crow a little bit on, on the Valley. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Bro, yeah, we yeah. About
2: that. Valley? valley. Yeah, we talked about that too on Sunday. Um, so, Valley, in a lot of ways, deserves a slow burn Waco.com cigar in terms of their trophy. That wasn't a trophy game, but they took away somebody's homecoming celebration along with Jackson State, which is just kind of epidemic. <laughs> At this point, uh, it's interesting, but uh, it's good to see you back, Mike. <laughs> see you learn some new like French language as you getting in there. Italian. And you just moving around. Yeah, was it a good trip?
0: Oh, I, absolutely great. I mean, it, it was it was work related to have one day to kind of check out the sites. Man, beautiful beautiful city Paris is. Lots of diversity, lots of culture there. So, man, it, it was it was beautiful came but the flight coming back the flight's coming back. I think I had a delay at every stop. I got mm. and I'm still uh a little bit, you know, jet lag, but all is well. I'm ready to get back into the saddle here. So, I'm ready to talk some football cuz this is getting this is getting strong. This is this is this is
2: what we talked about. Yeah. 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 Starting start to see. Yeah. We're starting to see the for. contenders and separate them from the pretenders. Yeah. You absolutely right. We're separate. Jump the, in here for some news the the other day. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna separate it. First, shake back to FAMU. Two years almost since they've yep. been there, and they're coming back to FAMU. We'll have Will Packer. You know, he's a frat brother out file, fraternity incorporated. Um, we'll be there as they dedicate an amphitheater that he helped um, with his donations big time. It's a lot going on. Going on and going on. But let me go to you, Charles. What type of news do you have on the docket today in the HBCU world?
3: Yeah, as always, let's start off with our SWAC weekly honors. The SWAC name, Texas Southern's Andrew Body, Florida a and Isaiah Land, and Jose Romo Martinez, along with Jackson State's George Sanders, as the SWAC football players of the week for their outstanding performances. Let's take a look at Andrew Body. He goes 28 of 35, 338 yards, and also rushed for 85 yards uh, as he set up the game-winning touchdown uh, as on Texas Southern's final drive as they beat Texas as they beat Southern 35. 35- 31 for the first time since 2010, and only the second time since 1996. Shout out to Andrew Body, Isaiah Land, he made Rattler history in a dominating performance in which he recorded five sacks. That is a uh, second most in a single game in the FCS this season. His five sacks in the contest makes him currently ranked as the nation's leader in sacks with two sacks per game. Romo Martinez, he goes three or four today, including a big 51-yard for Florida a uh, in their 30-7 to win over South Carolina State. And a newcomer of the weekend, George Sanders. Uh, he's propelled Jackson State to a 61-15 win over Alabama a The freshman passed for 249 yards and four touchdowns. And also, add a, a little ta 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 in the end zone with his nice twenty nine yard run. So big game for Shaduah Sanders.
2: No doubt about it. I like that little dance. I'm gonna say I enjoyed. He showed up. <laughs> that sound looks like a you two step Two y'all. A
3: little two step. A little two step action.
2: <laughs> <You> gotta love. <look. laughs> Mike, did
0: you see the? Did you see any of the replays of the, of the A&M Jackson State? Yeah, I, I saw the day late. What
2: you want like, to call? I was like, he,
0: he, yeah, he deserved to do that, but man, I was just that. that I was just so in awe at that Mark that 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 margin victory. Um, it was it was crazy that <laughs> you know. Back in the day, we used to have this term when we were pledging. Not that Alpha Phi Alpha. I, let me reiterate, Alpha Phi Alpha is a non-hazing organization, professional organization dedicated to non—you know—service. But <laughs> we used to have this term called AWFOC, <laughs> and that's what I saw. There was a swooping freeze <laughs> on on behalf of Jackson it State.
2: Was, uh, was three years old. Oh, <laughs> free man, of charge subject. and you
0: can yeah, you can no. throw in all the expletives you want that was just crazy so I caught everything after the fact but I did see the dance and yeah he, he kind of took after the old man there a little bit so little, little tootsie to whatever so uh you know it, it, hey it was their moment shame on the Alabama and for planning them for that for, what well, was that
3: was that the Bulldogs homecoming I, I, I heard it was, but it, it
2: kind
3: of turned into a, yeah, I mean, but, a home-going
2: processional real that, fast. So. That was like a home-going ceremony. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. But I think with this new squat, we're going to have to get out of that mindset that you're just going to be able to pick who you want for your homecoming. Um, it was either that or you're talking about FAMU. Uh, and you are arguably the two best defenses in the conference, so I'm not sure if it's going to get much better this weekend. And if that's the case, it wouldn't matter where you put the homecoming. You had the same thing with Allcorn Grambling. It, it gets to the point you just can't be that selective in homecoming. You just need to be prepared to strap it up and play some good football. With that being yeah. said, Mike, you got some Miak oh,
0: players ab- of the week? Absolutely, Miak football honors. Uh, Howard University quarterback Quentin Williams was named the Miak football offensive player of the week. Presented by Coca-Cola, of course, Delaware State defensive back Juwan Granger was named defensive player of the week, while Delaware State running back Sidion Wilson Wilkerson was named rookie of the week. Picking up the specialist uh, of the week honors was Howard's Faraji Woodson. Now going back to Quentin Williams, quarterback, six foot four, recorded his second 300-yard game of the season. And leading the Bisons to a 27-0 victory over the Morgan State Bears in their MIAC openers, he was 19 32 for 337 yards and a couple of TDs, including a program record 97-yard bomb to Antoine Murray in the third quarter. Granger, Jawan Granger, that is, was all over the field in the Hornets' win over Virginia Union. Jennifer, I'm sorry, Virginia University of Lynchburg. Racking up four tackles, all solo, an interception, two sacks, fourth pumble, big Mac, fries, Shake, whatever goes with it. Say and <laughs> of course, Sivion Wilkerson, who is the leading rushing back in the MIAC, all five foot nine of him, 205-pound freshman, topped the 100 10-yard rushing mark for the second week in a row, racking up 101 yards, two touchdowns and a blowout win over Virginia University of Lynchburg. The MEAC's leading rusher, of course, did I mention? Oh, yeah, he's the MiAx leading rusher. He's averaging over seven yards per carry. So uh, kudos to him. Um, and then, of course, uh, Faraji uh, Woodson, he connected on two field goals. Uh, so uh, of 35 and 36 yards. He was perfect, uh, three for three on point-after attempts, or PATs, as they're affectionately known, to account for nine points in the bisons shutout win over Morgan State. So, there
2: that Ooh, that got ugly on Friday night. That got ugly fast, yeah. Uh, well, it wasn't that fast, but it got ugly on Friday night with the shutout. Every time it looked like Morgan State was going to try to get something going, big play, he got called back in penalty. One of them was like three or four penalties when they got first down, big plays on the same drive Ooh. and then like you said in the second half it got ugly really ugly with that being said let me shout out Sarah Sarah Beverly Franklin Nelson Chuck Hunt always in the house Ricky Burton says good evening Steve Gaithers says Charles smoking on that bulldog pack oh wow Jamie O Walker says hello all Dwight Moore Willie Alex Hine in the building Yes, read my new piece on Valley on HBCU game day. Yeah, the read, the the read. Ballet, yeah. yeah. The great read. stuff. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. AD Drew, Michael Washington, Valley with the question mark. They control their own destiny. Only team other than Jackson State that control their own destiny in the East over there. Who would have thought that after week five? Man, it's getting good. Roosevelt Huggins in the house says, Man, Charles Bishop, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> T. Foster, Lonnie Shaw. <laughs> People yeah, like you better when you when you the yeah, when 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 it, Charles. Yeah, when it comes to play,
1: ain't no fun when the rabbit
2: got the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, Aggie pride, Amos Fawcett. They got a big one this weekend. Kennesaw's. Yeah. Getting, uh, Kennesaw State. We'll probably talk about that on Thursday. But yeah, that's a big game. They get a chance to really make their first statement in the Big South. Um kind of got caught up this weekend, but they got it done. That's what counts the win. Jalen Riley. Willie Alex Hine, where we say Stephen A. Miller. Shout out to these uh, individuals. Shout out some more. Carl Edmund in the house. Let me go back to you, Charles. What else do you have on the palette in terms of HBCU News?
3: Uh, yeah, let me give a special shout out to uh, Rob J, who's been a long time play-by-play voice uh, for Jackson State. But uh, uh, got word today that he will be inducted into the uh, Jackson State Sports Hall of Fame, the 2021 one of the 2021 inductees. So uh, he's an individual that I've watched for a tremendous number of years, especially growing up watching him on Sports Journal uh, and uh, and his work at WLBT as well as uh, WJSU TV. But definitely want to send a shout out to Rob J uh, on on his honor uh which he's bestowed
2: today. Congratulations, Rob Jay. That's a big one. Big one. Uh Mike, let me go back to you and see what other news you have before we take this break.
0: Yeah, so let I me mean, I know we I know we're talking about football, Talk about golf. I uh JR Smith came up solid in his golf debut uh for North Carolina ANT. Uh, so the in this former country.
2: NBA player J.R. Smith. That's nice. Yes, nice. nice.
0: Nbr, digging in the
2: chair.
0: I see you. So he made his college debut with the men's golf team on Monday at a par seventy-one uh, six, on the on the sixth, uh, 68, uh, or six thousand eight hundred sixty-seven yard uh, Al- Alamance Country Club golf course. Smith's first round included two birdies, six pars. His second-round card had one birdie and 10 pars, uh, and Smith shot a first-round 12-over-83 before shooting a a second-round 7-over-78 to finish the day 19-over-161. Smith's first collegiate birdie occurred on the par-4, 460-yard number seven. 460 yards. Man. Uh, Charles, I think you'd have to make that shot. I don't make that shot, I'm still a little bit rusty. So, he then birdie the par <laughs> 380, 382 yard, uh, ninth. His lone second round birdie came on the 464 yard, par six, uh, par five six. So, as a team, the Aggies are in 11th place with an 18, uh, 18 over 586. Elon, the tournament host is in first place. So kudos to J.R. Smith on his debut. There was a lot of numbers, but for those of you that play golf, to get a couple of birdies in, to get that many pars in on a difficult and very long course is not easy. So congratulations, hats off, to former NBA star J.R. Smith in his golf debut with the North Carolina A&T Aggies.
2: Well, we're going to ask our resident golfer on the show, Professor Bishop, what were you, your thoughts on his first golf out?
3: Yeah, I mean, first golf outing. I mean, it, it was uh, what a, a, a freshman does on their first golf outing. You know, they try to mix in some pars. You, normally, you kind of see it's it's tough to kind of get, get those, those birdies falling and whatnot, but as they get – more and more comfortable playing uh, that competition golf on on the college level, uh, you start to see them kind of settle down and start putting more balls on the fairway. So uh, I think uh, between the the two days, I think he found himself off the fairway a little bit. In fact, uh, I think it was the second day uh, he got stung by some hornets <laughs> as he was uh, off the fairway a little bit. So, but it, it, it happens. He played like a, <laughs> a, 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 a freshman golfer, but uh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. I mean, the, the big thing is he's bringing notoriety to the game, uh, and it's a and it's a it's a African American bringing notoriety to, to uh, golf. So, I think that's just huge. J.R. Smith picking up the game, especially at this age, after having a professional career and, and going out there and playing for an uh, HBCU—that's huge.
2: Absolutely. Great, great points made there. You talking about he got stung going traveling off the course a little bit. I wonder if that was one of those Delaware State Hornets or Alabama. I know, First right? Hornets. Speaking <laughs> of the Hornets, State they have a big game. They have a big game this week in Jackson State. Will they be able to bring the sting or will they get stung? Let's go this break. Dr. Bill's inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, back in the building. We come back with the poll rankings, week six. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
4: This is Ryan Pulford. AD, Drew, and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Shop Melvitt Online Women's Boutique to spice up your closet with trendy, unique looks. We have fashionable and chic looks at very affordable prices. Melvitt Boutique offers free shipping all year long on all orders. Shop online at www.melvittboutique.com. That's www.melvittboutique.com. Like us on
1: Facebook and follow us on Instagram. Shop Melvin Online Women's Routine Impress the lady Data with your hip hop if you know them like I know them, They gon' tell you if your team if they wanna loud loud yeah. about, about So listen to Professor Yes, sir, yes And pay attention boy. Cause he gon' teach a lesson yes.
2: This is Dr. Caville with Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, the professors back in the building. It was midterms last week, Charles, and so on Sunday, we gave up some midterm grades. So we're going to see what the poll ranking does to some of these midterm grades. And when we break down the games in the last segment, i I'll ask you all to maybe do some of your own midterm grades as you professor your de- your doors, like I did in terms of the dean's door. Sunday, they were able to go get all those grades. Some people need to make sure they put in study time. Mm. It wasn't looking too good for some. Other folks, man, they leading with the curve. So it's not all negative, some positive there. With that being said, let's get into these poll rankings. Week number six. In the mid-major poll, if you would, you know, let's start the level set. Those teams at the top or right there at the top. All we're going to see, essentially, at the end of the year, we'll see who finds a way to crown themselves at the top, but we pretty much know what's going on. There's maybe a little question about SIEC, but it looks like all everything is done in the northern division of the CIAA and the southern division of the CIAA. But let's get into the top ten. As we get into the top ten, let's start dropping out. This week was Allen Yellow Jackets, three and three on the season. A couple of teams receiving votes, including the Island Yellow Jackets, along with Kentucky State Thoroughbreds, got a big win this week. Virginia Union Panthers uh, also won. Put themselves in shotting distance of the top ten, which means at number ten you have Bluefield State. Big Blue continue to win. Just surprising. First season out. Amazing start. Three and one, 15 points. Uh, Staying at ten, though. At number nine, jumping into the poll this week, as Allen dropped out, Benedict Tigers jump mm. in 3-3, 0-2. Big upset win for them as they continue to get it done. Surprising some teams. Big win over miles. Golden Bears really shocked a lot of folks. That east of the SIC. My goodness. At number eight, Shaw's Bears are three-and-three, two and one, 20 points. Uh remain at number eight. Bring us to number seven. Lane Dragons, they fall two spots after a tough loss this week. Four and two, one and one. They went over and in- Visit the East, and you know what they do in the East. It seems like they just win right now. At number yep. six, yeah, Fort Valley State Wildcats. They move up a spot, talking about what's going on in the Eastern Division at SIC. They're 4-2, 2-0 on the season, 51 points. So that does it for the bottom six. Let's get into the top five. In terms of the top five, you have Fayetteville State Broncos, 4-1, and 3-0. and They jump into the top five, uh, as moving up one spot. The rest of the teams are the same. So we have number four, Albany State Golden Rams, 5-1, 2-0, 76 points. Itching a little closer, Savannah State got back to winning at five, 5-1, 3-0, 78 points. Setting up, which will be an interesting one in a couple of weeks, Savannah State and Albany State. But at number two, Bowie State Bulldogs with the big wing shutting mm. up everybody that thought Shawan was going to get it done. They made sure that they knew they weren't quite ready to give up the top of the hill. As they push Shawan back down that hill, if you would, a little bit for a little while at least, five and one, three and zero, oh, four first place votes, still just outside of the top team, which is Langston Lines, five and zero, oh, four and zero oh, in terms of season, six first place votes, nine three points, giving us the top five. Let me go to you first, Charles Bishop. What do you think of the mid major top ten poll rankings in week number six? Right, we, had, we got some shake up there. And
3: and what the thing that jumps out at me is, boy, Savannah State and Bowie State, they're eating up those first place votes. They were, they were right there on, uh, on Lane. Uh, I'm sorry, Langston, when you take a look at it. But uh, you had some surprises, I think, this past week. Uh, one of the ones that I, I, I took special note of, Dr. Kaville, is Kentucky State receiving votes. I, I, I've never seen almost 500 yards of rushing. I think they had 472 yards of, of rushing and I think it was That's 10 different lot. players. I think if the first 100 people showed up, they got a carry in that game. So they had 10 different people uh, uh, run uh, rush for some yards in that game, but you know, just some shakeup going on in the SIAC that I didn't see this past week. Benedict, that's a huge win over Miles to me. Uh, you take a look at that. Uh, like I said, Kentucky State and Lane. Lane, I thought, was one of the hotter teams uh, going in the SIAC, and I wanted to kind of see what they were going to be doing moving up. But, yeah, 472 yards rushing, ain't nothing you can do with that but take that L. So, you know, it, it is what it is on that. But uh, just some some good action this past week. Nice little shakeup uh over there in the mid-major polls. And shout out to Morehouse, getting that first win. Didn't see that coming over Tuskegee.
2: Yeah, that was a big one. Big weekend in uh, Alabama. Not all going their way, for a big weekend. Can you deposit those L's in the bank, control? Uh You better. <laughs> <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't got a choice. <laughs> you can't walk around <laughs> with them in your pocket. <laughs> I would just say, Professor Washington, what are your thoughts in terms of the mid-major top?
0: 10 week number six. No, I, I gotta say that that S-I-E-C East, man, those four teams, man, whoo. I still think Savannah State is the top team. I'm not sold on on Langston just yet as a top team. Um, I, I look at strength of schedule. Savannah State's looking really strong. Um, but you could argue, I guess you could argue anyway at this point. I think you have the right five up there without question um Fort Valley State is looking strong despite an earlier setback. You know, loss they had. They they came back looking strong, you know, with a you know, with a solid win over Central State. So, you know, we'll see, you know, but that that man, that East in the SIAC.
2: Woo!
0: Man, I thought can, Lane Can, can we I thought, I thought Lane would be a little bit stronger than than they proven to be. So, that's mm-hmm. that surprising as well.
2: Points well taken there, uh, as you broke that down. Is it possible, like in 2022, early part of the season, nine conference Can we get like a Savannah State, Bowie State matchup, ooh, Albany State, fairville yeah. State matchup? I mean, is that is that, that possible? If I'm asking too much, that that now that, those would be fun games. Those would be fun games.
3: I, I need to see Bowie State against uh, ooh Savannah State. That would be a real good. Oh man. Yeah, we, we, we just get a two-year. Yeah, that, that defense is legit. Like I I, yeah. I I know they can score points, but they, they showed me something against Jawan this past week. That, that was that was that was that was real.
2: Can we get like a two-year you know, series home in a way between you know, those We had one played in the SIC territory the first year, and then the other one played in CIAA territory. We had some of those top teams in those divisions, if you would, and mm-hmm. see what comes out. Well, who knows? Maybe we see it in the playoffs this year because both teams are making that run. We'll see That's what it true. looks like. With that being said, let's get into this major division. Major division, uh, as we look at the top 10, there were some changes. Two teams dropping the top 10. Everybody wants to know how far does Alabama AM and Bulldogs fall? Do they fall out of the top five? Do they fall out of the top 10? Well, let's see. The two teams dropping out this week were Grambling State Tigers and Southern Jaguars two and four and two and three respectively this early in the season. Who would have thought that uh, your top 10 poll would, would be out a Louisiana school? Or I tell you, and wow. really without either one of them. Wow. At number 10. Well, let me say receiving votes is Hampton Pirates. As you can see, Southern Jaguars still are receiving some votes. Top 10, Tennessee State Tigers two and three. They did not play last week, but they stay in the poll at number 10. And number nine. They view as Delaware State Hornets, 3-3 three and three on the season. They snuck up and had a couple wins in a row, getting it done. 19 points not ranked previously, so they jump into polling. Number eight, Alabama AM and Bulldogs, they fall all the way from number one. They stay in the top ten, but outside of the top five, three and two, one and two, 25 points <laughs> as they fall uh, from that number one a couple of weeks ago after the loss to Bramley. Fall for number three. So five spots as they come tumbling down. Uh, their neighbor though, number seven, Alabama State Hornets, three and two. Big win over the Western division that everybody was talking about. They get it done against Arkansas Pine Bluff in terms of three and two, two and one, 43 points, not, not ranked last week. And number six, you have Arkansas state Braves, three and two, two and oh, 57 points, uh, moving up one spot. Let's get into the top five where it really gets interesting. You have number five, North Carolina A&T State Aggies. They jump into the top five after a close victory. They do get it done. Winning strong early, but had to hold on three and two, two and oh, 58 points moving up one spot. And number four, Norfolk State Spartans did not play this week three and two, but they hold on to the fourth spot, six net points. At number three, Florida AM Rowlers, three and two, two and one, 97. They move up one, two spots, I should say after the near-second shutout, they have played like six, seven straight quarters without the team scoring, holding teams to uh, less than a touchdown in multiple games. We see now that that opening weekend game between Jackson State and FEMU that featured two t- tough defenses, it wasn't that the offenses were that bad. We it out quickly that those defenses were just as strong, and every week, that loss, if you want to look at it, way to Jackson State just becomes as strong because we're seeing how strong Jackson State is. What brings mm. us to number two? Prairie View A&M Panthers quietly moving up the charts. They stay at number two, solidifying. They have a big test this week as they hit the road for their longest trip. Uh, in the conference now, going to Daytona Beach, 4-1-3-0. Yes, the uh, Bethune-Cookman is 0-6, but it'll be interesting to see what that looks like for our first-place votes because now not only are they chasing wins, now they're chasing uh, with Jack and State to make sure they can maybe stay undefeated to see who's going to host that championship game, and then you got these things. You looking at playoff spot, all these things are interesting to see what's going on, poll runs and things of that nature. So fascinating as things go forward. One hundred nine points. Green is the number one. Jack State Tigers shouldn't surprise anyone. Second consecutive week, four and one, two and 81st place votes. They make a statement as they hold on to that number one uh play, uh voting place 114 points let me go to you Mike what's your thoughts on the top 10 poll rankings for the major division no um first of all
0: Alabama and M should have fell out fell out of the top 5 hmm. you can argue if it's, a, it's if it's even close um so yes they fell out of top 5 remember at the beginning of the season we you asked us Dr. Caville our top 3 in each side so, how does that shake out now? Southern falling out, Alabama AM getting <laughs> in their homecoming. I mean, are the top three in East coming into the season? At, are the top three still the top three? Prairie View at best was picked at number three or four in the West, at best by most prognosticators, even the SWAC. And now look, they're number one in the West. And then Jackson State was picked number two, number three. Most people were saying Alabama AM and, or FAMU. So it's it's amazing. We come mid-season, and now we see where the, you know, who's rising. Is the cream, the cream the la cream is really rising. So that's mm-hmm. what stands out to me at midseason. I agree with your poll. There's for for once, there is no, I have no argument against your poll. Here, to, here at least in the year,
2: our Lord, middle of the season. Hmm. Thank you. Midterm grades. You checked out right, man. You, you audited the class very well. I will say this. There was one guy, Professor Bishop, that told everybody. He's seen something. He's been around practice. He tried to tell everybody. we like, no, nah, you're just a fan. He said, well, hold up. You know, I can analyze this stuff, too. So credit, but before I let his shine that much, you know, his head is getting a little bright. He already told you about the shade. What are your thoughts on the top 10?
3: Uh, the top 10, the first one that jumps out at me is I know Gramlin has a head-to-head win over Tennessee State, and Gramlin dropped out, but Tennessee State is sitting there at number 10. But I'd make an argument for Mississippi Valley. Uh, They're a two-win team, too, so I make an argument for the Valley to jump into the polls, but uh, you have a very intriguing matchup, I think, this weekend with uh, Jackson State and Alabama State, number seven versus number one. Uh, Alabama State has beaten Jackson State five out of the last six times they played each other. They they played them very, very hard. This weekend will be no different. And Jackson State is going to have to move on beyond Alabama. It was a good win. Uh, It it was what it was, but it's Tuesday. You got to turn the page, Jackson State fan, and and focus your uh, energies towards Alabama State because I think that's going to be a really good game. Miles Crowley has showed himself to be uh, a very good quarterback last week going 20-20, Eight for almost 300 yards against UAPB. Uh, All corn in Mississippi. Valley. That 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 game turns into something that I think might be very, very interesting this uh weekend. Uh with Valley with a little two-game win streak and feeling pretty confident with allcorn coming in to Itabena. So keep an eye out for that this weekend. Uh, is, that the rest is that game in Itabena that, that game is in Itabena. Yes it is oh
0: yep yep that that is a watch out game. That's another data point.
3: Yeah, uh, and from 5 4 3 two, I, I can't uh, disagree with any of those uh, teams. North Carolina State, they uh, I'm sorry, North Carolina A&T, they, they struggled a little bit with North Alabama, wasn't expecting that, if they, they did pull it on out. Uh, but uh, they, they, uh, they should not have fought like that,
2: I believe, with an 0-5 team. So. Yep. Uh, I agree with that, too. I know they tried to lay some, some people's concerns about it, but the point is they got the W. Got and they get a chance to make a real statement this weekend. They can, they yeah. can really yeah. put the eyeballs where they're supposed to be regardless of what they did. They have a chance to make the statement in regards to the reason that they at least have told everybody they made the move. So we'll see what that looks like. Uh, and your points are well taken in both of you all in terms of top poll rankings. I like what you said about number 10 in terms of Tennessee State uh, uh, versus Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley State does have two Division I FCS wins, while Tennessee State only has one in addition to the loss. Now you have to factor in that you have four losses for Mississippi Valley, which is a little factor in there. Uh, But Mm -hmm. in terms of receiving some, maybe they should get some recognitions. We'll see what's outside of that. I didn't put them in the receiving votes, but to your point, they are right behind Southern Jaguars. So they are looking in there. They have a chance to make a major statement. At home, against Alcorn, which is doing what a championship team does, winning games, but they're not impressive as they were a couple of years ago. It doesn't mean they can't turn it on at the right time, but right now, it does look like that Valley may have a chance uh, to make a run of it. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens this weekend.
3: It would be really interesting. If next week's polls comes out with a Texas Southern win and a Valley win, who can jump into that 10 and 10 and 9 next week? That'll be uh, real interesting to see Texas Southern and Mississippi Valley ranked somewhere in the polls. Yeah. That's that that's fascinating. It,
2: that's, it is, hey, it is it's showing in the valley. Out. I know, right?
3: <laughs> Go your roll. Mike. You're <laughs> right. You're right.
4: Breathe.
3: Breathe. <laughs> this, well,
2: is this is fans. Dr. Bill inside the HBCU. They're in my ear telling me we need to take a break. Dr. Bill's inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. You see the guys, they back up. They excited going back and forth. Well, the second half of the show, we're going to break some the matchups so they really get in here. We'll sneak in with CIAA. Mid-major division game of the week, and then we'll get into the SIC mid-major game of the week. Stick with us for the second half of the show.
4: From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous, curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge, it's an environment and an experience rich in history. Luxury and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place, a space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slowburn plan your next big event, or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com.
1: But if they want to tell, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride Enjoy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Compress the analytical data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want to laugh and about. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention, because he going to teach a lesson.
2: This is Dr. Ville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. I see the comments out there. Now, I like the comments. But let me get on with some of these Aggie folks out here. <laughs> yeah, I know y'all got these Aggie glasses on here and y'all pride and y'all think y'all did something because y'all moved to that star-ass fix-out. Y'all yeah, said it. Let's not get all excited and get twisted. Now, you have a statement you want to make. You have a chance to make a statement this weekend, and I want you to open your mouth if you don't get it done and don't run and tuck you. Now y'all talking my prayer of you and they lost to the Catholic school. Yeah, you lost to a non-Catholic school firming. I don't see them in the top twenty-five with all that noise you're talking out there. Top fifteen. So make sure you do your homework because one thing about the team, I'm gonna be straight on the number. I can make an argument for all of the stuff. So y'all need to get it straight in terms of what y'all are talking about. Because some of y'all faking the funk out there and uh, feeling a little big head about yourself, especially out of these losses. Y'all need to stack your chips and get it one. Ain't nobody worried about the Duke. You ain't the only team out there playing the FBS program. And don't nobody care about no Duke. Duke is sorry as hell. I don't care if they're power five or nothing. You act like you did something because you played a half with Duke. Sorry a team. Now let's get it straight. Let's get in here talking about what's going on. That's enough of that. Let's get back into it. CIAA mid-major division game of the week. Yeah, I said that. Raleigh, North Carolina, George William Athletic Complex, CIAA, Saturday, October 9th, 12 p.m. High noon, they get it done. Johnson C. Smith, Golden Bulls, 0-5, 0-3. At number five, Fayetteville State Broncos, 4-1, 3-0. Johnson C. Smith, the Golden Bulls. Let me go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah,
3: going to be too much uh, Kyrie Lane in this one. I think uh, uh, that'll be one that – uh, it's just going to be too, too difficult to stop that uh, attack, uh, if you will. you got Darnell Walker, Shell Jettin. Uh, they ran for 184 yards this past weekend, so I don't see any change. I don't see Johnson C. Smith uh, being able to stop this offensive attack. It should be a very good win uh,
2: for Fayetteville. Let me shift to you, Mike. And what's your thoughts on this top five Fayetteville State taking on a winless Johnson C. Smith? I mean, will Johnson C. Smith even scoring this matchup?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about Fayetteville State, who's owned who's that part that part of the division for the last three or four years against Johnson C. Smith, who's 0-5 and 0-3 and 0-1 and 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 million. Um I'm gonna – I'm gonna
4: hmm who's gonna who's
0: gonna, I'm gonna pick Fayetteville State on that one. Um may State pulls in the second, third string. You know, maybe Johnson Z. Smith gets a, a field goal. But other than that, this is this is pretty much a straightforward win for Fayetteville State. They'll continue to own that side of the of the CIAA. So we'll see. Um
2: I I'm I'm a i am i am this is the big matchup. Damn here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into the real good matchup. We got a top 10 matchup that's really going to be interesting to me. It's number three, Albany State Golden Rams, 5-1, 2-1-0 in the conference play. At number nine, Benedict Tigers 3-3-0-2 coming Mm. off the big matchup against Miles Golden Bears. It is in Columbia, South Carolina, Charlie. W. Johnson Stadium, SIAC Saturday, October sixteenth, one o'clock. I'm intrigued about this matchup. I'm gonna stay with you, Mike. What are your thoughts on this one? Ah, now this is the one that has me
0: intrigued. Um, so if you look at it, and then you, and you, if you look at it, where you know where where does Albany State? I keep I keep want to say that just right. Where do they Where do they sit? Um, I'm going to pick Albany State, number one, because of their offense. Uh, I forget how many yards per game, uh, but they're averaging their number three, uh, in the, at least to me, the, the, the number two or number three t- top team in the SIAC. I don't know. I don't see too many teams that can top them. I'm going to go with them over Benedict, even though Benedict has a quality win over Lane. I'm going to go with Albany State in this one.
2: Good point, good point. Charles, what are your thoughts on this matchup? I think the question
3: is, which Benedict do I get? Uh, Do I get this Benedict that knocked off a a, a tough miles, or do I get the other Benedict that that had a a disappointing loss out there? So, uh, you know, you got to defend home turf, but this Albany State team is tough, and you just never know uh, what the the sauce is that they're going to give you uh, to get the victory. They, They can throw the ball well. They run the ball very well, very balanced attack. And then the defense gets after them. Seven sacks is past week against Gonzalo water. So uh, I think this is going to be a tough one for Benedict. I'm going to go with Albany on this one on the road.
2: Should be interesting. I like this top 10 matchup. SIC is front and center this week with their top 10 mid-major matchup. It'll be fascinating to see what's going on here. With that being said, we're going to take our last break. to time to inside HBC Sports Lab, and we'll be back with the major division where we'll talk about the MEAC game of the week and the SWAT game of the week. Should be interesting to see what's going on there. Stick with us for our last quarter of the show. This is Coles Brown, letting you know that we're on the move. You can now catch the Coles Brown Show beginning this July on the Black College Sports Network each and every Saturday from 11 to 1 Eastern time. That's 10 to 12 Central Time. Same time, new place. On Facebook at the Coles Brown Show and Black College Sports Network, online at www.mybcsn.net, and on the BCSN app available on Google Play and the Apple App Store.
4: For 200 years, Montgomery, Alabama has been making history by people who had the courage to stand up for change. Today, this riverfront city has been reborn embracing the past and looking forward to the future. From the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to the stage of the Alabama Shakespeare Festival. This is where history was and is made. We are proud to call Montgomery home and together we can be the change.
1: You can press the analyte, with your hip-hop if you know them like I know them, they going tell you if your team if they want a. Yeah. So
2: listen to, so to professor, professor Yes. Sir, yes and sir. pay attention because so he going to teach a lesson, yes. lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Let's get into the MEAC game of the week. Morgan State still struggling, struggling big time against Howard. Couldn't get it done there. 0-5, 0-1. They have their second game in the conference and they take on South Carolina State Bulldogs, the predicted team to win the MEAC. They've struggled quite a bit in terms of their non-conference schedule. They did have the one win against the Thorne Cookman. Uh, but it would be interesting to see, can South Carolina State at least get off on the right foot or will Morgan State make a statement? they got to go on the road to do it. It's in Orangeburg, South Carolina, Oliver C. Dawson Stadium. Two uh, thirty game. It is on ESPN 3. In terms of this game matchup, sticking with you, Charles, what are your thoughts in terms of this MIAC game?
3: You know, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I keep waiting on South Carolina State to put their foot on the gas and and do what they do, and I haven't seen it yet. Uh, defensively, Dakota Durant is doing what he's uh, been expected to do. I think he'll be in the uh, uh, in the running for Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA, but. Uh, when you take a look at Corey Fields, uh, he's been inconsistent. And I've been waiting on his Corey Fields, the Shaq Davis connection. I know Shaq has been uh, banged up a little bit. But uh, just I, I don't know what South Carolina State team I'm going to get from week to week. Uh, I know Florida AM has a tremendous defense. But that, that score, honestly, was shocking uh, to see this past weekend with Family on South Carolina State. I really expected a, a better showing from the Bulldogs. Uh, that being said, uh, Morgan State just hasn't shown me anything. So I, I'm expecting South Carolina State to hold, sir.
2: Mike Washington, what are your thoughts? Uh, I
0: concur because uh, scoring offense, you know, Morgan State's number six uh, scoring defense, not <laughs> total offense. Morgan State two hundred twenty-four yards averaging per game. South Carolina State, even though their their performances is, is is a little up and down, they are somewhere at three hundred sixty-five yards per game. This game's in South Carolina. Total defense, uh, Morgan State is allowing 446 yards per game. So the odds and the numbers tell me that this is in favor of South Carolina State. You want to see them come out with a solid performance. Um, it is a home game. So I expect South Carolina State to come out on top. Uh, Morgan State's 0-5, 0-3. They have not been able to pull together any kind of solid performance. They They There have been some that say that they have a strong team. I just have not seen it lit. So my hat tips
2: in favor of South Carolina State. Let's get into the SWAT game of the week. It features the top ten matchup in Jackson, Mississippi, homecoming Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium. Uh, It is 2 o'clock ESPN Plus game. Number seven, Alabama State Hornets 2-2-1. They got a big win last week they've been kind of playing up and down so not sure what you're going to get but they got a chance to make a huge statement it is a division game they are two and one they can't afford another loss but they can actually come in and tie for first place and have the head-to-head tiebreaker at least against Alabama State they do do have the loss to the fam but maybe all that won't even matter is you have the number one Jack State Tigers four and one two and oh let me go to you Mike what are your thoughts in terms of this game, top 10 matchup? So,
0: yes. Um, who's homecoming is it? I'm sorry.
2: D-I-L-O. It's in Jackson, Mississippi. It's,
0: it's- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> who's on, That's a rhetorical question. So, <laughs> uh uh so Alabama State, you know, they're averaging, what, 17? So what seven 17 points per game? Um, Jackson State's averaging about twice that much more per game. You got homecoming, you got Jackson State coming off a big win. You could argue is this going to be kind of a potential letdown for Jackson State coming off this this big, I don't even want to call it an emotional big win. Um, but you got the number two defense in the swag. Let's not forget Jackson State net. They they're playing defense. They're <laughs> What they're allowing their opponents what you know, average, you know, you know, 12.6.
3: Yeah, what is it? How many points per game? Uh, going into the Alabama ADM game, it was 12.6 points per game.
0: Yeah, I got 13 somewhere, so round it up.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: so you got the you, you got pretty much the top one of the top defenses in the SWAC against Alabama State, who even though. You could argue, you know, they get they have a solid running back. I just think that this is Jackson State's game to lose. I, I don't see any letdown. I think Coach Prime and the team will have this team ready to go. That defense will be revved up. So, we'll, you know, we'll see. But I think I call it – But that being said, let me go to you. My, my hat tips in favor, definitely big-time favor of Jackson
2: State. Charles? What are your thoughts on this matchup?
3: I still very much a very intriguing matchup. Like I said, uh, Alabama state uh, has beaten Jackson state five out of the last six times. Uh, and I think the last uh, couple times, at least uh, they've come into Jackson and they've come in and gotten a victory. So, um, Really, it almost kind of negated the the home field advantage sort of deal. But as we all know, this is a different Jackson State team. Uh, But this is a tough Alabama State team. Miles Crowley played tremendous last week against UAPB. They have a two-headed monster in Ja'Cory Merritt and Ezra Gray in terms of running backs. And they have a a, a really good receiver, a really big play receiver in Jeremiah Hickson. That being said, uh, the 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 formula to victory for Jackson State has been simple all season. Stop the run and make you one-dimensional. And they have uh, been able to do that thus far. Uh, so they'll they'll be tested very well this week with Ja'Cory Merritt and Ezra Gray. But, uh, you know, this defense, uh, it is uh, reminiscent of some of the better defenses that I've ever seen at Jackson State, uh, taking me all the way back to 1999, 1996, even whispers of that 1987 uh, Jackson State team that really – uh, flies after the quarterback, 30 sacks through five games uh, of the season thus far. So uh, I, I think, again, the, the the formula will be simple. Stop Ezra Gray, stop Ja'Cory Merritt, and try to make Alabama State one-dimensional. And that's when those edge rushers, Niles Gaddy and James Houston can fly off the edge. And then, of course, they bring pressure up the middle with Cornish Miller uh, and, and, and and those guys. So uh, it's going to be tough sled for Alabama State, but I, I think Jackson State was able to get the win. Man, he didn't win in
2: history book. Mike, he even went back and looked at the ghost Jackson pass. You know it's <laughs> yeah. a serious defense. When he got to go down there, and Memory Lane, talking. About They're waking that. up Whispers of that eighty. I'm
0: like, wow. I mean, okay, he, I got. You. I mean, he would he went real deep. I'm serious, but I'm like, if you I, can stop Gary Quarles, you can stop a lot of other rushing backs. Yeah, I didn't have to go that deep personally, but he went <laughs> ghost of Alabama State pass. You know, five years straight, it won't be six.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So uh, tune in to us Thursdays as we get into uh, HBCU. Don't have classic games of the week, so we're going to take homecoming games. So we'll have HBCU mid-major homecoming game of the week. That will feature Clark Atlanta Panthers after their big win. They travel to number three Savannah State. Be interesting to see what that looks like. Then you will take a picture and come back and let people know a little bit about Langston, the number one team in the poll ranking, at least according to Cavill's mid-major poll ranking. They take on Wesleyan, Texas Wesleyan Rams, four and one, both in terms of overall in the conference. So this is the first test that you talk about, Charles and Mike. We'll see what they can get done. Then you have, obviously, um, in terms of the major division, no major division classic this week. So we're going to travel to homecoming. And we're gonna look at that homecoming in Gramlin. Eddie G. Robinson, Texas Southern with the big win. Gramlin State, can they make it to get Southern and Gramlin the same year? It'd be interesting to see. You talk about a statement and maybe trying to itch in the top 10 or fascinating to see that. Will Gramlin bring Texas Southern back to earth? And the independent game of the week, if you look at it in terms of the major division, will feature. Number six, North Carolina AT State Aggies in terms of the HBC poll ranking. Number five, I should say. Three and two, two and oh at Kennesaw State. That's a top 25 team, top 15 to be exact, at least according to um, the NCAA FCS poll rankings from the coaches. Four and one uh, in terms of the Big South team. Four o'clock ESPN plus game. It'd be interesting as we break that down. Another one I have my eye on that's just interesting to me to kind of see crossover have. Uh, in Nashville, you have Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles, mm. two and four, four and one, taking on a number team, team, Tennessee State Tigers team, two and three and zero and one. What's fascinating to me is not much in terms of the matchup, but this is the same team, Tennessee Tech team that took on North Carolina last week. I want to kind of see what does the matchup look like in terms of those two HBCUs, especially a week from each other. They give us a chance to really give some inclination of where Tennessee State is. Maybe we're North okay, Carolina Central is. So I'm fascinated about that matchup. So stick with us next week at Nick in Tuesday, I should say. I mean, this upcoming Thursday, excuse me. And let me know your thoughts on that. So I want to say thank you for listening to Inside HBC Sports Lab. Shout out to uh, all the lab. Re- lecturers out there checking us out. What you got?
3: Real quick, and I wanted to make sure I got this out there, that I wanted to get out the you know, the games that will be on ESPN this uh, this weekend, and that's definitely going to be Florida AM and Alabama a and uh, Southern Arkansas, Pine Bluff, uh, Jackson State, and, and Alabama State will all be on the ESPN platforms this weekend. No, all of
2: them will be good ones to watch. Or at least They're those, those are the SWAC
3: ones. I'll put it that way. Those are the SWAC ones. So. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a couple of other ones out there. I told you about a uh, and They will be on ESPN. Uh, We have a couple other ones in the terms of the Miac, a couple of games, including that South Carolina State game against Morgan to be on ESPN. So plenty of HBCU games to watch so you can really see games and get a chance to see what teams are doing in their matchup uh, as you go and check out your team. Make sure you're masking up. We'll have our selections this week as well. We'll get back to that this week. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the dean of HBCU Sports, coming from Inside the Lab in the College of HBCU Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Shout out to all those followers out there, including our the Aggies. Come on back. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. Some of y'all seem like y'all crying out there. You know we love you. Just telling you like it is. This is Inside the HBCU Sports Lab. So, we hope you enjoyed the dialogue. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's Inside HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time. Check us out on 9 o'clock on Sunday morning before you head to church as we talk about the matchups that uh, weekend that just take place. I also want to sneak this in in terms of the business side. I'm fascinated about that OVC Southland Conference alliance in terms of scheduling. It's going to be mm-hmm. interesting to see what that final alliance is. You know, both teams have 16, so you can see why they do it. But you're talking about traveling. It's going to be very intriguing. One of the things I'm talking about is if you have five games and you're getting back to your general eight-game conference, it'd be easy just to split it up and do a three-and-three two-year matchup where you have 3 your teams from the OVC playing Southland teams uh, and then reverse it the following year in terms of home on the road. And so you split those up. But if you do that, that means you're back to eight conference games. So you only have three non-conference matchups. FBS matchup, uh, you already have your Southern Heritage Guaranteed game with Jack State. It starts getting hard for Tennessee State to schedule multiple HBCUs, not including what they're able to do in their side. So it'd be fascinating to see how the sporting business of that move. I think it would have been more advantageous for at least Tennessee State, and even maybe in terms of travel distance, if you had an alliance between the Big South and OVC. We could mm-hmm. maybe get a couple of those Tennessee State AT games, Tennessee State Hampton games, and then obviously your natural Big South games in there. Wasn't to be, but it's fascinating to see how the conference churning continues to tick away. And we'll keep our eyes on seeing what that means in terms of the HBCs involved in those conferences. Again, that'll do it for us. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube. That's inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you subscribe, particularly on YouTube. Like, share, and let's do what we do. Dream big. We we'll continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles, of course. Mike, lecture. Dismiss.